0: Hi, everyone. Brandon here to welcome you to episode 108, part one of Enchantments. Um, it's just Brandon with a quick blurb to say that this was originally recorded as one long episode, but it ended up being really, really long. And so what Manny and I have decided to do is to split the Inquisition character bracket into two episodes. So the first episode Part one will just contain the first round of uh, character matchups, and then the second episode will be the following rounds. So you won't find out the winner of the character bracket until next week when we release part two. So uh, please enjoy this episode.
1: Hi and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Manny, and I'm Brandon, and this is episode one oh eight of yes. Enchantment Inquisition. One oh eight. The the what's the episode before the finale? Penultimate. The penultimate episode. Wow, this is where the shit hits yes. the fan. This the is penultimate where
0: episode of all of Enchantments.
1: So so the end of this episode is going to be a. Uh, a like a cliffhanger, because that's what happens yeah. at, at the finale. No, you know what's going
0: to happen. What? This episode, we're going to defeat the main bad person, and the final episode is going to be some co- totally different conflict, <laughs> has nothing to do with the rest of the season. <laughs> what,
1: what, what what would you say if, if we were? What is the story <laughs> of of this entire podcast?
0: All of Enchantment,
1: of all of Enchantment. What, what what's um, the what's the through what's the main arc of of story? plot lines.
0: Of us? Of well, us. I think we have I don't know, we've been through many trials and tribulations in the real world.
1: Are we gonna have a happy ending or a sad
0: ending? I think is we have a happy we have a necessary ending. We have the necessary <laughs> ending. We're gonna
1: we're, It's gonna be me and Brandon, spoiler, me and Brandon at like like some building and we're gonna be walking away from each other. And then we turn our heads around and then we keep walking.
0: No, what's yeah, what's gonna happen is that you're gonna turn your head around, and I'm gonna still be walking. And then you turn around to walk, and then I turn my head around after you've not turned. And then it's we're never gonna turn at the same time. It's one of we're those.
1: Gonna, it's gonna be one of those. And then you just see us walk into the sunset, away. <laughs> the, the sunset
0: in two opposite <laughs> directions. In t- in two opposite <laughs> directions. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, it's we like both... in each shot, the sun is above. Us. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not explained. It's like
1: how oh, does this make sense? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's how it's gonna end it's gonna be yeah. great gonna and be as a reminder we might as well remind at the top but because this is the penultimate episode next episode's gonna be questions yes but
1: today um, today we're gonna do our last judgment our final judgment i'm god that's basically
0: what this is yes yes I, exactly
1: you know how you should present it brandon you could be josephine and i'm gonna be xandrian and be like this is like
0: <laughs> <laughs> this next person is someone you know very well
1: it's like Liliana. <laughs>
0: Divine Victoria of Orle, And I say all of her titles. And it's like, do and I, I then like she's, you more? And then just trot her in, in like cuffs and she's like, I will never
1: support you. Oh, do you want to go to the next round, Leliana?
0: There's like a clip show. It's like, really? Because I, it's like you're you're judging and you're using clips <laughs> from the podcast as evidence of the it's like, judgment. It's
1: like clearly we've been together for so long. Remember back in season one, episode twenty six, where you sang and levitated for a second, and then it cuts to that, <laughs> and then us laughing. And it's like look
0: at that. Maybe that's what this should have been. Maybe we should have a clip show. A clip show. Oh, no, just, I don't want to. I don't want to listen back to everything and pull clips. Oh that's my god, that'd be, that, that's a lot
1: of work. And like, what would be like the funniest things that we even said? I, I feel like I we don't even remember re- anything. I feel like we reference if it's like the funniest thing of that season, we usually reference it every. We season. We normally
0: reference it, already. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, there's it's, probably funny things that we've forgotten, but I don't. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, this, this is gonna be the character bracket. So to remind, we have a rubric. That we yes. follow
1: the way you said that made it seem like a like a syllabus for a college class. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a rubric. We have a this very
0: specific rubric, and <laughs> the rubric is humor. That we, these are like the five things that we, the five categories, and we say it's technically not a rubric. We say like which <laughs> of the characters has the best of each category, and that's what we use to help frame our choice. Yes, so we have humor. Skill, which is like their abilities, and that includes like non-combat abilities, mm-hmm. um, relatability, story, and we always change the name of this one. It's here I have it written down. It's X Factor, but we've also called it the Bonus Star, which is basically <laughs> like our biased. Like, Opinions. which one do we just like? Which one feels better? Like, what what has like this indescribable Who quality to better? Who on the
1: most question box? circles
0: it's like well vivian obviously wins the most coins star (laughs) 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 so yeah that's that's our like uh just whoever we feel Mm -hmm. most drawn to for whatever reason indescribably but that's our rubric and then as we talk about each person i'm also going to talk about their like branching possibilities at the end of Trespasser because I we, we didn't have time to fit it in anywhere else. We did so this not will know. help frame where their story ends up as well. hmm And the and and that can help us also talk about like the journey they've taken. Now that yes. we like as we like go through each one and talk about the different ways they could have gone. Mm-hmm. So um do we want to get into it?
1: Let's get start? into it. Let's get okay. into it. Let's let's start judging away. Let's start Oh, let's,
0: Yes. Sorry, I should also explain the format of this. So, tournaments work best when they are powers of two. So, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. 16, 32. But, uh, we have 12 people. We're including all nine companions plus three advisors. And so, uh, there are four people that need to automatically advance to the second round based on this format yes, and we've chosen the characters who've appeared in previous games to admit, advance to the second round, so Liliana Cullen, Varric, and Cassandra are automatically going to round two
1: yes, because they're special they we love them already they're like <laughs> it's like oh i lo- if they lose, they'll probably lose, but still, you think so oh, well we'll see well, while we get into it. Let's, yeah, let's well, do the let's do the first matchup, round one. First yes, matchup. Um, Who's going to be?
0: Yes, and also this is a random order. Yeah. So I just I literally just took all the names and put them in a random order. So there's no there's no intentions or anything behind how they're ordered. But to start, we have Sarah mm. versus Cole.
1: Okay, this is going to take. Five minutes
0: less. Well, well, we gotta. U- I want to use this opportunity to talk through the character, you know, okay. to really All explore right. them. So, Sarah versus. <laughs> I thought you said to door the the explore them. To <laughs> door <laughs> the explore them.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> um. How should we do this? Do you want to go through the rubric first, or let's do you want to the- talk through their let's endings? Go
1: th- let's go through. Let's, let's let's actually let's do their endings first. Because yeah. maybe their endings, even though we'll they, like they might sway. Trigger
0: me. thoughts in you. <laughs>
1: yeah, they might trigger thoughts. So let's let's go through their endings, their possible different endings. Okay. And then we will judge them accordingly.
0: Okay. So uh since Sarah is the person first, I will I will say her ending first. Okay. So Sarah, the ending we got is the ending where you don't have high approval, you have low approval. And the Inquisitor, as a result, does not become a Red Jenny, which is a possibility for other options. And basically, she like left. It says left with very few ties, fewer t- like you know, pretty much the same life that she had coming in, just returning to her strange normal. It was very brief. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are also endings with high approval, and the Inquisitor not becoming a Red Jenny which is somewhat similar. Um, Mm -hmm. It says that her methods have changed since joining the Inquisition, so she's had some sort of like change of heart. She's more tactical and effective and more focused on her role of helping people. And um, if the Inquisitor becomes a Red Jenny, which also requires high approval, Mm -hmm. then the Inquisitor joins in on this life uh, where basically they lead sort of like regular boring lives officially and then... In the shadows at night, they collectively embody Red Jenny, and they make a difference through that together. Okay. And uh, there's also what we saw is that she ends up with her widow, which is supposedly Dagna. Yes. Which is weird to me, because that was like, they've never interacted. <laughs> and that only happens, of course, if you yourself are not romanced with her, because Sarah is a romance option for mm-hmm. female Inquisitors. So if you are romance with Sarah, then you stay together and it says that you've found a balance between like your respective duties and being able to be together. And there was also like at the end of hours, there was something where Sarah goes like she leaves a message for the divine that says when knobs piss about with your left hand or right, call on Red Jenny to give them two fingers. Do you remember this? Oh yes, yes. She there's like this weird note. Apparently, she on, the reason I mention this is because apparently she only leaves that if Liliana or Cassandra are divine and not. Vivienne. But not not Vivienne. <laughs> if if Vivienne is divine, she does not leave this note because she doesn't want to fuck with Vivienne. <laughs> I guess so. So um, but yeah, that's that's Sarah's possible endings. Okay, and now Cole. And uh, Cole's yeah, not yeah. It's basically just like she's still a red Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, Coles is, uh, our version. So there's only two options here, either more spirit or more human. So in our version, we got the more spirit version where he returns to the fade and he says there's more pain coming and that he's going to go where compassion is most needed. The very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more human version is that he, uh, goes on the road with Mary Den, who is yes. the, like music playing mm-hmm. person, And people said that wherever she went to sing, people found their old pains eased, even if they didn't understand why. Oh, so it seems like in that version, Cole still has some sort of magical powers, powers, because it's like, even if they don't understand why, so, but he's doing it in a more human way by being like part of this traveling Mm -hmm. music thing. But yeah, that is, that is that. Okay.
1: You know what? I like one of their endings. (laughs)
0: You don't like I, Sarah's ending?
1: I don't really care. I feel like it doesn't- I like, feel like you
0: just don't care. Like, what, what Like what would you have preferred?
1: I don't know. How about um, not be annoying? How about well, that? Is that, gonna, is
0: that what they're going to say at the end slide? They're going to be like, like, and Sarah decides to stop being annoying. Uh, yes. And is now very respectful of everyone. Yes. And understanding. <laughs>
1: yes. That's yes, what yeah, I, I want.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that wasn't the arc that they went for. She sort of, she definitely me. remains true to her character the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, do you want to talk through the things and we'll probably yes, let's bring this go. up again. Yes, let's so, go. Who do we feel has the best humor? God damn it! Um,
1: all right, Sarah has okay.
0: definitely a lot about humor.
1: Okay, this will be very shocking. <laughs> but but I feel like it's because Cole isn't funny. There's nothing funny. Cole doesn't crack jokes.
0: Um, go on. But I, I okay, go on. But I mean, okay, I there, are, there, there are
1: situational aspects where things that happen to Cole are funny. Yeah, or the, the way he talks about other people. way he reacts to or things. He reacts to things is funny. Um, while Sarah, like, this is hard because Sarah. There are some things. Sarah's annoying. Sarah most of the time. Sarah not funny. Yeah, because she's she's that person who like repeats the same joke but louder and she thinks it's funny
0: but and everything Uh. she does is supposed to have a humorous element Mm mm-hmm but everything's a joke breaches as very like crude type of like immature humor Mm mm-hmm but does that mean she is funny funny (sighs) i'm trying to Cole has like cole has elements where it's like elements in which he's unfamiliar with like the human ways I, or it'll I be feel, like, something weird happened, and you know what I, I mean?
1: I feel like with Cole, we're laughing at him, rather than with him because of his reactions. Hmm. Like, he's not in Cole's not in funny. on the joke. He's not in on the joke. While yeah. Sarah, we're not laughing at her at all, because she's not
0: funny. <laughs> she We're supposed to be laughing with her, though.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to be laughing with her, but she, she's not funny, you but know. But there are,
0: there are some things I, she said that were funny though
1: some things
0: like i i can't think of anything specifically but i feel like there have been (laughs) times
1: there there are probably some times where we where we laughed at something she said. yeah but i don't know i'm trying but this is hard because i'm trying to think of a moment with cole that i laughed at i guess like it would be like him and baro Royo was like she would like to see you naked and tied to a bed yeah
0: yeah like some (laughs) yeah things like that um but I feel like Cole is very sad. Like a lot of the yeah. moments are sad and heartfelt. Mhm. As opposed Rather to to being humorous. Whole-
1: yeah. That's why it's like I kind of want to give it to Sarah because even when she's trying, there are some times where she gave me a chuckle. Yeah. Like she gave me like <laughs> how very very humorous of you.
0: Okay. I'm I'm comfortable giving it to Sarah. Yeah. Um, okay, so humor goes to Sarah. Good for you, Sarah. Yes. That's better than she's already doing better than I think Sebastian did. <laughs> yes. I don't remember how Sebastian did exactly, but I feel like this is better. <laughs> um and what about skill? I would say Cole. I would say me. Cole.
1: One, Cole is um he has a specific talent.
0: Yeah. Um, just his
1: powers. In general. Yeah.
0: He has the powers to like heal people's pain. Exactly. What is that what, no one what, else in
1: the world can do. What can Sarah do? Talk about breaches?
0: Like Sarah, her it's, skills are more tangible. Like she's good with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. and stuff. But I feel like Cole has this very unique thing that ties into his character and his journey. hmm. So I feel like hit for me that's way more
1: that's way more interesting and way more useful. Like yeah. <laughs> I would bring Cole into a battle than Sarah. Far like Sarah, sooner. I feel like once Sarah, I don't think is also is also too much of a um of a loose cannon that we don't know what she's going to. I feel like yeah. she wouldn't follow rules. She like all she needs to
0: she... do is see the Vitasala, and she's like, huh. and it's like, like where, uh, where are your loyalties? You know, if, what if Vitasala said <laughs> instead of saying Iron Bull betrayed them, what if she was like Sarah? I'll be your wife if and, all you have to do is kill this Inquisitor that hates you anyway, and then she'd be like, oh, "Okay, fine." She'd be like, like, "You know what? You're not wrong." Also, I feel like Sarah—they just like the fact that she's so into Kunari women—you'd make it think she's into like like tall, big, taller tall. people. But then she's with Dagna, who's like small and cute.
1: Because Dagna is something different. See, that's how love works, Brandon.
0: Yeah, that's true. Who wouldn't love Dagna's personality? Exactly.
1: I would fall... Like, they might not be my type, but I would fall in love with their personality.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so skill goes to Cole. Skill goes to Cole. (laughs) Now, this is one that I would love to hear what you have to say, but I think I know where the answer is going to go. Relatability. Oh, my
1: God. Okay. Oh, this is very interesting.
0: This is actually...
1: (sighs) I feel like <laughs> relatability. This is hard.
0: Can I say what I, th- I think for you? Go, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to read your mind for a second. Okay. I think Cole is probably more relatable to you because you are a very empathetic person. And I think a lot of Cole's like journey is coming to terms with how he can channel that empathy towards like good things. But it's also mm-hmm. like a burden for him. Yes. And I feel like that is something that speaks to you specifically as a person. Yes,
1: I- I'm trying to, to, you're, you're correct, but I'm trying to put it in a situation where like normal people would, yeah. would, but here's the thing. These are very two, two specific distinct personalities. Yeah. Um, Cause I could see, I I've met Sarah's in my life. I've met yeah. tons of Sarahs in my I life. I can
0: see Sarah being relatable for people who feel like the system is, is ridiculous
1: and yeah. you know, and all this stuff. and
0: Be, Yeah. Because that's I, what I, Sarah yeah. is sort of like motivated by. Like, yeah, she is this like zany, fun personality, but it's sort of rooted in wanting to help like real common people and feeling like, like you said, the system, it totally shuns them and pushes yeah. them down. Yeah. And I I think there's a lot of people like that who feel similarly and also possibly use in the same way that Sarah does, like, humor as a way to, like, cope with things. Yeah.
1: Um, Even though I do... I... Me personally Mm -hmm. am more connected to Cole's storyline for the reasons you've said. And I I feel more, like, emotion towards him rather than Sarah's problems. I feel like Sarah... (laughs) Sarah's problems. I feel like if she if we could see a little bit of her emotions, her vulnerability. Yeah. I feel like we get to see Cole more vulnerable and like yeah, we don't really
0: see like it's... we only ever hear from Sarah's perspective in like arguments with her. Yeah. Where it's like she's having that attitude toward like mm-hmm. what we're doing when what yeah. we're trying to do is like help people and sh- like she's not as willing to like hear other people out who have other opinions. But we don't get to have that side, that's more earnest. Yeah, which While, I feel like could have been interesting to explore. Yeah. While
1: like Cole, he's incredibly vulnerable at all mo- times. <laughs> yeah. So, I would give this to Cole because he's yeah. a lot more open of a person. But also, I'm even well to me because here's the thing: like not everyone's an open person. Not everyone's going to be vulnerable to people. No, um, so I have to also think of that,
0: yeah, but when you think narratively, like I feel like Sarah is more relatable when you dig deep, but Cole is more relatable On like in level. what's presented to you, because mm-hmm. I feel like Cole's struggles that are relatable are very explicitly presented as like the storyline of his mm-hmm. quests, yeah. whereas with Sarah, you really have to like stop for a moment to think about who she is to kind of get there. Hmm. Um, i agree so i feel like cole's relatability is maybe more well presented
1: i would i would agree with that so, so i, I would think i think i would here. go cole as well
0: i would go cole all right so that's one for sarah two for cole and now i think this one is probably going to be the sign uh, factor easy because this one's story
1: oh oh okay what let's let's just think about this for a second what is sarah's story <laughs> That's what is thing? her arc? She doesn't have one.
0: the ke- the The quests that we go on with her are like, it's like we go get, we do a job, and then some like crazy guy is like yelling at us, and then we let her beat his face in. That's it. And it's like, what what's what's the arc here? This is what I liked about, and this we might be able to say this about all the characters. Honestly, I th- I think this is something about Inquisition in general. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age Two. I like how the act structure made it so that there was like quest 1, quest 2 and quest 3 for every character. Yes. And each one served a different purpose in their full narrative of the yes. game. Whereas in this one, everyone really had like one quest. Yeah.
1: And that like you that's why I feel like this game, even though I like a lot of the characters, is probably my least favorite of the companion the group of companions. Yeah. Because I feel like besides, like, one of them or two of them, we don't necessarily have, like, a full-on arc for everybody.
0: Yeah. Like, I Um, wish we at least had two quests per person or maybe one mm -hmm. because you know what it was. It would be, like, we have one, like, actual story quest and another that's, like, collect shit and give it to me, Mm -hmm. which doesn't actually add to their story. Like, I would have much rather had multiple that form a full story. Yeah. And so I, I feel like we could say that about everyone. Yeah, but the people I think in Cole's case, Cole definitely had the better story. Story because Sarah's, like you said, didn't have a story. What was her story?
1: Yeah, at least really Cole. Cole was literally just a battle of what he wanted to be. Whether he wanted to be more human or more mm-hmm. spirit, and that was yeah. a lot more interesting. And a lot also we had like cutscenes for that. We had like full on story beats for him.
0: Yeah. To that. And I feel like that was better told, like, even when there wasn't a quest, that was explored when you would talk to him in between missions. Mm-hmm. Like, you would see him react to that and relate what was happening in the story with his own, like, existentialism. Yeah. Like, he would be like, Corypheus died and came back. Like, what about how that relates to, like, my story? Yeah. And you have to remember also, he's from a book, which probably also leads to him. Having more to work with, because he's a character that has like a, this other work that also explores yeah. the nature of him, but with Sarah, it's like even in those moments outside of quests, it's like she's sort of just reacting to what happened and saying that it was like stupid in whatever reason, yeah. and it doesn't say a lot about like it, it 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 she doesn't go on much of a journey, yeah, it's just sort of like her reacting to things in the same way.
1: You over like, and over she, again she doesn't feel like a character she feels like a prop
0: yeah she just so, sort of has like a personality and she sticks to it yeah she doesn't move within yeah. that she doesn't journey like i would love to see her keep her like selflessness and her willingness to like mm-hmm. you know take from those who have and give to the have-nots and and that sort of like noble aspect to yeah her and do so in a way that's more like respectful learn about you know she went to like the temple of mythal and she learned in the same way that Xandrian learns about all these different cultures mm-hmm. you would hope that that would give her like a better respect for people who you know have a different life experience and also being so close to the chantry like mm-hmm. you're seeing this new this different perspective to things but instead she she doesn't and if it did happen we didn't see it like she yeah. had, she she just stays the same. Yeah. And I would love to see at least her outlook change.
1: She, had, she started the game the same way. Like, she ended the game the same way she started. There's no yeah. change whatsoever there. We're just angry. Like, our, the change was us and our reaction to her. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> and they like-
0: do say, like, in the ending where you have high approval with her, it does kind of say that, like, the Inquisition sort of changed her outlook. But I feel like that's still not very explicit yeah like change her outlook how like like, like is she nicer is she is open she more respectful to other- of other cultures exactly or like people yeah. with different worldviews i would love to have seen that be a like a story that same actually happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so i guess cole gets it here
1: <laughs> yeah which means cole this, cole this means cole cole advances correct
0: uh Yes, but
1: we might as well talk about X-Factor. Oh, well, Cole gets the X-Factor. He's a spirit, for fuck's sake. And look, he has that hat. Look at that yeah. hat that he has.
0: Yeah, he's not necessarily the first spirit we've had in our team, because we did have justice once upon mm-hmm. a time. But but still, like you said, he uh he has this very unique quality to him. He has a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: <laughs> the hat is the unique quality. Look at that hat. That
0: is the X factor.
1: What does Sarah have? Nothing.
0: She has like weird tights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see her wearing a hat. So <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I would say X factor goes to Cole, especially because he was part of a book. So like when mm-hmm. you see him, it's like oh shit, that's Cole. You know. Yeah. So that that also adds to it. Um, I don't know what else to say there. I, I think that definitely goes to Cole. Yes.
1: So Sarah, I'm so sorry. Um, but you <laughs> are my judgment. My my ruling on you is you will now be made tranquil and I will uh, never reverse Manny, it. Manny, we
0: can we can't keep doing this. <laughs> no, her punishment is that she has to read a book. She has to do volunteer work and she learn co- about the the people whose experiences Sa- don't match her own.
1: Exactly. You know what she gets to, she does community service. Exactly.
0: She can read books to children in a library. And that way she gets to read a book and she gets to meet other people. There,
1: there we go. Dual purpose. There we go. You go read to the children in the library.
0: Yes. Great. Congratulations, Cole. Uh, next matchup. Are we ready? Yes. Go right ahead. Okay. Um. This is Iron Bull uh-huh. versus Solus. Ah, now let's go through.
1: Well, okay. So Solus doesn't have one i'm assuming he doesn't have like a little
0: thing. um no but we can still talk a bit anyway yeah about because he does have like it, it's there's an ending where it's like and the elves are running you know are like fucking yeah. to somewhere so let me um let me just read what each character has here let's start with iron bull uh in our ending we saved the chargers and so, and he's alive. So he mm-hmm. <laughs> returned to taking jobs throughout Orlean Ferelden, um, and that's pretty much all they said for us. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of other things. Uh huh. So if you've romanced Iron Bull, which you can do as either a male or female character, um, it says on every job he wore the necklace his Kadan gave him, which I guess is the Inquisitor, his love interest. Oh. Um, and there's also an option where dorian and iron bull are romance with each other i think i've mentioned this to you yes and like i don't really know how to trigger it and i've heard people say it's triggered via just like random conversation Mm -hmm. like in the world so i've heard people saying like they just take the two of them on quests and just like explore random places to try to get it to just like come up Uh um but yes it says uh many of the jobs brought the chargers close to the imperium's border And from time to time, Bull and a certain Tevinter Magister would spend a few hours together before life pulled them apart again. So when, you know, when their paths got somewhat close to one another, they would spend time together and fuck fuck on the streets (laughs) of Tevinter. (laughs) Um, There's also another ending, uh, Mm -hmm. another possibility where Iron Bull betrays us. Oh, yes. And there's no romance. Um, and in this option, of course, he is dead because we yeah. <laughs> have to kill him in battle. So it says here, it was never clear if Iron Bull... I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was never clear if Iron Bull knew he'd be forced to turn on the Inquisition or if he was lying all along. After his death, Talvishoth mercenaries across Orleans Ferelden were looked upon with suspicion. Oh. And many Kunari found their lives in the south harder as a result. So people start you know, not trusting Kunari as much across her land for Elder, which is unfortunate because it's not their fault. Yeah. It's not so so now it's like people are not treating Kunari with as much respect, which is very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also another possible blurb here, which is where Iron Bull betrays you and you're romanced with him. Mm-hmm. So that says that many people consider the Inquisition to blame for the attack because the Inquisitor allowed themselves to be blinded uh. by their lust for Iron Bull. Mm. And that the Inquisitor is mocked in tavern songs and Orlesian plays to come.
1: Oh, so oh, fuck them. Is yeah, Mary Dent singing with those? Him,
0: uh-huh. Maybe. Ma- maybe. Well, then, she sang uh, th- disparaging songs about the wardens.
1: Oh, wardens,
0: what have you done? So maybe she doesn't say thing about him. <laughs> she's like, Exandrian, you fucked Iron Bull and <laughs> caused us to go into a war. And then, like, Krem's up, like, yes, yes. I love your music. I love I'm going to stand music. in my chair to get a better look Maybe. at that. <laughs> <laughs> I too hate the Inquisitor. <laughs> Even though, oh, wait, no, that makes Krem so sense. Be Krem would be case, dead. Krem would be dead. <laughs> well, no, we said that Krem survives because oh, yeah. then how is he going to be a companion in Dragon Age oh, 4? Oh, he's definitely.
1: I wa- if Krem is not a companion in Dragon Age 4, I will. Go to Bioware myself and
0: and what the you know what's your problem? What's, what's what is wrong with you? Are you are you being meanies? Because sitting... then Krem could Krem could come back. Krem could be into Vinter, his home country, and I'm sure that would be very interesting to see his perspective as someone who left it, mm-hmm. and then the coming back to it. And if Iron Bull, if he was charging uh, traveling with Iron Bull, then maybe we could get a cameo from him. It'd be beautiful. It would be great. And we get to have Krem along, and then he can have like fully fleshed out. Companion interactions and quests and stuff. And yes, to learn like even more about him That's my that's my hope. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so that's Iron Bull and then Solus, uh, You know, like we said, Solas, uh The ending is the same no matter what. In that mm-hmm. elves are leaving Inquisition or or lay mysteriously believed to be following like whatever the dreadful uh, wolf is doing. Mm-hmm. But then there is another blurb that you get only if you are romanced with him Mm -hmm. and you want to redeem him Mm -hmm. so if you're romanced with him and say we're going to kill him then this doesn't happen also remember that you can only romance solace as a female elf elf very specific so it says the inquisitor sometimes awoke from dreams where solace was watching her sadly if if they were more than simple dreams she couldn't say every time she reached for him he vanished into nothing she searched dreamed and waited for a way to change his heart
1: oh that's so sad
0: yeah so it's 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 a totally different ending mm-hmm. when you think about it if you romance him cuz it adds such a personal aspect mhm and he's like and it must be so heartbreaking but also like like it says here like hoping for a way to change him Mm-hmm. It's like I could change him, you know. Like
1: I could change him. <laughs> Daddy, I love him.
0: <laughs> and that's kind of why I because remember like there was like when we, the love option where I was like we have to save him and everyone disapproves. <laughs> that's like the same thing where it's like I can change him. I can save him.
1: I could save him. He's he's my I love him so much.
0: <laughs> and everyone else is like, "Oh, here we go." Oh god. This... But it is. It adds this heartbreaking oh. element where it's like you were in love with this person and they mm. genuinely loved you back, but this like crazy plan that's happening is uh, tearing you apart. It's very sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
0: but yes, those are our two characters.
1: Let's go on judging.
0: Let's let's judge these people, starting with humor.
1: Mm-hmm. Iron Bull's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has funny moments. He gets hit with the thing by Cassandra, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Come on." Come on, hit me. He has his stupid little birthday surprise. Like, ah, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has. I mean, if you include the Chargers mm-hmm. as under this. Like, like the as an extension are of him. They have like their songs. They have that one who's like, I'm not a mage, even though they have a staff and clearly do magic. <laughs> There's that one mission that's like undercover boss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like Iron Bull has his humorous moments. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes mm-hmm. his humor is not for me, but I think it's definitely there. And some of it gets a chuckle out of me. Yeah. Whereas Solus uh, Solus is very serious all the time. Yeah. I like I what? feel
1: like the, it's not like Cole where he says something that's supposed to be, but it's like we're laughing at him. Um, But like, I feel like he's just way too serious. He's, he's, in it for the job that he has to do there's nothing humorous about him
0: yeah for sure i I can't really think of anything i mean there's probably things in the banter that's humorous yeah like one-off sort of comments Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's really uh, this is not a character you really look to for humor
1: yeah he's like he's just like he's the serious character out of of everybody
0: yeah probably the most serious Mm mm-hmm and it makes sense, especially, like, once you get to the end of the game yeah. and realize before Please. that, he's just sort of, like, the serious character. Mm-hmm. And he, like, his true purpose isn't known until the very end. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's not really that, you know, I th- I feel like this is a clear win for Iron Bull.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I- Iron Bull definitely, I say, should take it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: He's just, he's just funny. He's funny. Uh, uh, like he has much more funnier
0: moments. He he is. Um, and then skill. I would say solace. I mean, mm. he, he, his eyes glowed and turned people to stone, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like not in a way that makes it feel like I also, also solace, I
1: would say has more, he has more knowledge of, mm-hmm. you know, elven culture. Yes
0: yeah true that
1: that does help us Um, he was kind of our go
0: to magical knowledge person of the game Mm -hmm. yeah he was the Uh, one that
1: that helped us with
0: the whole Cole situation yes that's true he helped Cole through it all Mm -hmm. yeah that's true that that's also sort of here and I don't want to just be like whoever is the most skill like is the most skilled gets this point I think it's also like whoever's skills are most like interesting to us yeah but i feel like in this case solus is both yeah like,
1: <laughs> like yeah iron bull is big and he could and and he could fuck good but like so
0: <laughs> and he can you know he has a big like sword slash axe that he yeah. can use and he's very formidable um but i don't i don't think that uh yeah i i i think solus has much more interesting abilities yes. like you said he's also skilled interpersonally um, And he also, you know, if this counts as skill, like organized an entire uprising against false <laughs> gods. I feel like that's True. skillful.
1: That also adds well, for X factor as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although if you're, yeah, but if you are counting, um, you could say his skills failed him because True. his plan fell apart and caused the breach. <laughs> but that's also more interesting. So. Yes.
1: I-, I would give skill to Solus for sure.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, and then moving on from that, this is probably going to be a very interesting one. <laughs> relatability, because I feel like Solus' his story is so grand that it's like, is that truly like relatable? Because it's so mystical and magical. But I think there are elements to it that are relatable.
1: I think you have to strip the 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 like just like the the set dressing of it, right? And, and go look with at the, the emotion, sort of like. But yeah, the human the
0: sort of emotion. So like with elves.
1: him, um his issue is really um he wants to help his people. Yeah. Um and he does it he wants to free his people of the lies that
3: yeah. they've been told.
1: He is very much a kind of uh what what's like the word? It's not like activist, but it's like he he um, wants he wants to um To free those people of the shackles of the lies yeah emancipation emancipation Uh, yeah it's like
0: he yeah he he wants to see his society prosper for his people Mm -hmm. and i think that's very noble i think that's something that is very relatable in like the in less of like a it's less relatable in the way that sarah or cole would be relatable where they're more relatable in how their personality is whereas mm-hmm. i think Solus is more relatable in his like motivations like yeah he is motivated by although i guess sarah's motivations are also very relatable but i feel like he's motivated by wanting better for his people and mm-hmm. seeing the wrongdoings in like society but yeah. it's much more of a magical version of that than someone like sarah exactly um, yeah but yeah, and and I also think it's it, it, he's relatable also in a lot of the ways that Meryl was relatable, and not to do with their personality, where Meryl had more of a quirky relatability, mm-hmm. but in the sense of like they're very invested in their culture, yeah, and very interested in learning more about it, and I I feel like that's something that is very interesting and very yeah, you know they're not humans but very human
1: yeah, um well with Iron Bull the thing with Iron
0: Bull is. He's
1: relatable like cuz he's just a normal guy. Um he, <laughs> he is he,
0: very much like a normal guy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a normal
1: bro. He has his friends. I yeah. feel like his storyline a lot has to do with like you know choosing between what's more important to him, his religion or I guess the Canary like, culture that he grew up as or the um the formed family that he created. Cuz yeah. the Chargers are his family. I would say he has much more of a deep relationship with the charges yeah. than he does with the Kunari. but he probably
0: has a very much of like a loyalty and respect mm-hmm. for this society that raised him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that yeah that is something that can be relatable to a lot of people I'm sure like yeah. this sort of like your formed family yeah and your like family that you've grown up with and mm-hmm. I'm sure there are many people who might feel like those things might come in conflict with each other but I mean it, sh- it,
1: it, it depends on what the situation is with um with your the family you were born into whether Yeah, of course if, it's if not you, like Yeah, inherent. if you find like the family you were born into to be toxic then your right. your found family, your formed family is much more important to you.
0: Than, yeah.
1: Like, and that but
0: but that's not necessarily the case with Iron Bull either. I mean yeah. like if- I, I don't see the Kunari
1: being necessarily like toxic to him toxic to him
0: no i get well until they ask him to turn on the inquisition (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in that case like the inquisition also wronged him so yeah like he only does that when the chargers are out of the picture yeah it's not like
1: at that point
0: like he never betrays the chargers
1: yeah because at that point like you know you've destroyed his found family and so now it's like
0: what relationships do we have left
1: yeah, so he has to go back to, you know... He only really... Like, why would he really trust us? We destroyed his friends. We had his friends. <laughs> yeah. His friends were killed. So he would just go towards the people who he's comfortable with, which is his culture. And yeah, it's... and
0: I don't, th- I don't think the Kunari like, treated him badly or anything. No, so no. I-, I feel like they're just as viable of a connection to him. Yeah. Um, But point being, I feel like, relatability-wise, I-, I think Solus is more relatable... I feel like we really have to like do a little bit of work ourselves to get to that point when we talk about Iron Bull. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I don't even know if that's necessarily the intent. Whereas with mm-hmm. Solus, it's like we, we, much. I more... feel like
1: I feel like we kind of get Solus's like reasoning of what the stuff, the reason why he's doing the things he's doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and that's something that's going to be huge, especially if he's going to be this huge character in Dragon Age Four. Mm-hmm. This factor. They're they're gonna have to play it well because you're gonna want they're they're definitely gonna want to have this sort of this sort of villain with yeah. him, you know, this sort of like well-intentioned extremist type yeah. trope. Um. So yeah, I would say this goes to Solus.
1: I oh, yeah, I would agree as well.
0: Um. And then we have story, which we did sort of talk a lot about already with relatability. Yeah.
1: Uh. So- uh Solus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i agree i would like to say uh something about solace's character that we haven't mentioned yet that should go here mm-hmm. is we sort of said it talked about it last episode but his relationship to the main conflict of mm-hmm. like being this outsider to the chantry and seeing them rally around xandrian as this holy figure and then seeing Corypheus trying to rise up and become a god in the same way that he tried to stop people from doing in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even beyond that, like even before we knew that Solus was Fen'Harel, just like as an elf, the way he would sort of counsel Xandrian mm-hmm. and be that like person that Xandrian could talk to that felt outside of all of this madness, I feel like that added a very interesting element to the story as well. Yeah, I agree. Even beyond the Fen'Harel stuff.
1: I, 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 he, he, he is much more, I mean, he's, he's like the, a bigger part. He made more, um, he, his story has more effect on the main story than Iron Bull. Like, you really, yeah. you don't really
0: need Iron Bull in the main story, to be honest. No, And that, that, ne- that doesn't necessarily mean that Solas' story has to be better for that reason alone, but,
1: but it's a lot more interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whereas Iron Bull's story, like we talked about, it's sort of about, his relationship with the Kunari and the Chargers, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And ultimately, your decision leads him down one path versus another. Yeah. But like, I'm not sure I, that it's quite I as ca- good.
1: I kind of wish that the, there was a little bit of tug and pull between his relationship with the Kunari and the relationship with the Chargers. I feel like that would have been more interesting if he, mm. if the Kunari if the, the had a problem with how him and the Chargers work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz we never really saw we never learned anything about his relationship with the Kunari really. Like he would sometimes yeah. talk about, "Oh, in the Kunari we do this." But if you didn't know any better, you might think he was Talvishoth and had no ties with them. Yeah. But he doesn't become Talvishoth until we make that decision. Mm-hmm. But until then it seemed like he was totally cut off from them anyway. Yeah. Like there was there was not much about his relationship to the Kunari people. Yeah. So yeah, that that would have been interesting to see that duality, but instead it sort of made it look like his only loyalty was to the Chargers. Yeah, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have made it a bit more interesting if mm-hmm. we got to see like like let's say there was one again, like if there were multiple missions for people, like if there were one mission where Iron Bull, because remember, he was a spy, he was a Ben Hasserith. Yeah, If he gets like some sort of orders from the Kunari that we have to help him with, mm-hmm. and we can use that as insight into this other side to his life of him like being an opera, like an agent for the Kunari, and then like put that in Chargers side by side and like see his internal struggles. Yeah. But instead, we've only seen the Charger side the whole time. Yeah. And then you don't get that duality when you think mm-hmm. of his story. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree.
1: All right. So, so. Solus gets, gets story, and Which then means,
0: does he advance? Yeah, we gave him skill relatability and story. So now uh, X Factor
1: uh, Solus can turn people into stone, <laughs> and he's a and he's a, a, a kind of god, but not. And he killed a Flemeth. God. And he killed Flemeth. What Iron Bull? Yes, he could. He's good in bed. and he's freddy prince jr that's true but he's he's
0: definitely a memorable character in the sense that like iron bull has such a presence yeah but um yeah i i I don't know that he's quite as interesting as solace like especially now like thinking about dragon age 4 like solace is all anyone could talk about so (laughs) yeah so solace you got the you,
1: you go through and and what happens to Iron Bull? Iron Bull, you get to stay in my room. Oh. There
0: you go. There you, go. you don't have to do anything. You just read a book. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You just sit there. Um, yeah. All right. There we go. Congrats, Solus. Congratulations. That leads us to our next pair. Oh, boy. And... Round one's always the longest, by the way, just to quell concerns on that, because it's like we're introducing our conversations about each of these people. Um, So next up, we have Vivienne, who (laughs) I'm very excited to talk about just because I love her, and Blackwall. Oh, this is... A.K.A. Tom Rainier. Rainier. All right. Let's get to it. (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about their endings first. Okay. Uh, since I mentioned Vivian first, let me find her. Okay, and yes, because Vivienne. you love her more. Well, no, she's just listed first. I said this is a random order. Okay, he loves
1: Vivian. <laughs>
0: um, so Vivian, uh, her endings. The ending we got was when Liliana is divine. And uh, this can be worded different, and, and in a lot of these cases, mm-hmm. they can be worded differently based on whether we allied with the mages or like conscripted the mages or whether we did the Templar mission, but the gist of all of them go like this. So uh, in our ending, Vivienne begins a new circle despite Leliana being divine with herself as the grand enchanter. Um, It's in direct opposition with a college of enchanters. um, And that's sort of like a conflict that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way they get there differs based on, like, whether you allied with them or conscripted or did the Templar mission, but they all are basically ending in that point. And that becomes kind of the point where everything meets in all these different endings, which makes me feel like this is something that could come up. Because it seems like no matter what, while the way they happen differ, they all sort of end with this point of the college and the circle being at odds. Mm-hmm. So if Vivienne is divine herself... Um, Mages pushed for independence from the circle uh, that she built. Um, She rebuilt the circle, but uh, the people who formed the College of Enchanters, she sort of like showed them, for lack of a better word, like mercy. Like she humored them and she was like, fine, you could be your little College of Enchanters. Mm -hmm. Um, And she did so as a mark of regard toward the Inquisition to be like, fine, like if you Inquisition mages, since you did so much, like fine, you could do your little thing. Um And they coexisted peacefully, barely. Oh. So there's still conflict there. Um And if Cassandra's divine, um Cassandra names Vivienne as the granted chanter of the circle that Cassandra builds. And the rebel mages become the College of Enchanters, and they're in opposition with each other. So basically, all endings end with, with the College of Enchanters being against the Circle of Magi, the circle being led by Vivienne. That's like mm-hmm. in all cases. If you don't recruit Vivienne at all, because oh. she is a side, you know, quest recruit, it just kind of says, the end of the Inquisition sent shockwaves through the College of Enchanters and a rival circle of Magi soon arose. So she's okay. still doing these things, but she's n- <laughs> never been part of the Inquisition. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, it sort of all ends in the same place, but with okay. different paths to get there, depending yeah. on who's the divine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in Blackwall's case, so our ending for Tom Rainier is that we made him a warden when we mm-hmm. actually judged him. <laughs> uh, he went to Wise Wisehout and pledged himself to the wardens. He was rarely seen after that, but he cared about his Grey Warden duties and always found time to help others. If you pardoned him and were just totally mm-hmm. like, it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. After everything ends, he is set on a path of redemption and wants to share the gift of compassion that the Inquisitor showed him. And so he travels status, helping the condemned and forgotten, and uh, shows faith to those who have none, trying to lift them up to be better than they were. So trying to show that same mercy that the Inquisitor showed him by pardoning him. Mm-hmm. And if romanced, then in doing this, the Inquisitor is by his side and... um. He, like, respects the Inquisitor as inspiration for the change in him and others. Um, And I think you can only romance him as a female, but I'm not. I am pretty sure. Interesting. Also, uh, if he becomes a Grey Warden and you romance him, then uh, rather than going straight to Weishaupt, he will be ignoring the Warden's request for him to go to Weishaupt for almost a year. But eventually the messages get too urgent to ignore and he has to go. I'm guessing because of the fighting that's supposedly going on within the wardens. Yeah. Um, And he eventually can't ignore them. He goes to the wardens and promises to return. But after years, the promise remained unfulfilled. Oh, and eventually dead. an unsigned gift came to the inquisitor with no letter wrapped in aged leather was his badge with a single white griffin feather. Um, So it seems like if you make him a great warden and a romance with him, he seemingly dies serving the wardens. Oh no. (laughs) Which is a sad ending. That only happens if you're romance with him. If I guess if you're not romance with him, it's like who needs like he doesn't need to die because then it doesn't make people sad. Yeah. (laughs) Or as sad, I guess. I don't know. It's not as heartbreaking. It's not as yeah romanceful. But yeah, that's that's his endings. Okay. With that being said.
2: <laughs> Humor. Who is more humorous? Vivienne. Vivian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. Um is she supposed to be?
1: I think so. I think at some a part of her personality is created to make us laugh
0: at her. Yeah. Cause I think she has a very interesting relationship with like a lot of the ridiculousness about Orlesian culture. Mm-hmm. And she brings this like yeah, she, it, it's just, there's something funny about posh people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's very campy. Like, she's a campy posh person.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. She has a very campy personality. Yeah. And the fact that she's a mage, like, I feel like if she wasn't a mage, it wouldn't be as campy. But the fact that yeah. she also has magic it just fills all of the perfect holes in the tropes. That's just like. <laughs> She fits a lot of great, you know, check marks in the campy checklist.
1: Yeah, like uh, I like just the way she presents herself. She she's such a campy. She the fact that she's not a villain is hilarious. Like she is just so <laughs> over the top and so she she like exudes evil like energy. <laughs> but she's a good person. She's
0: like I need to make this potion. It's like the accent too. Yeah, where it's such like a refined evil queen accent, yeah, like just like and the way she like presents herself, but she's not. She's uh, a which that, like, leaves me wanting more. But she, she like, is though because like when she becomes divine, she's she's like, like completely like, ruthless. She's like this ruthless ruler, but she, mm-hmm. So it's like she is. She has this like all the skills and ability and yeah. personality to be a villain. Was, she just isn't.
1: She's the most cartoony of all the all the companions yeah like the most like over the top, just like, oh darling,
0: it's, spa day. it's
1: it's just like, who is this person in my life?
0: yeah, so i, I yeah, I would say Vivian, I mean blackwall has he just has like like having a beer with my uncle humor, you know what I mean <laughs> like he just has like I'm getting a beer with my uncle telling me stories about when he went hunting with his friends, and it's like, ah-ha-ha. Ha. but it's like it's not. It's not my type of humor, so it's not. It's not funny. It's just like, oh, he's trying. <laughs> it's like this is this is his humor, and that's great for him. It's not my humor.
1: It's like I don't, I, I can't relate to you, sir.
0: I just don't relate to Blackwall. Blackwall no, to me is like exactly what I described, which is fine.
1: He's, he's a bro. Yeah,
0: we have the the gayest character. Versus the straightest character. Well, I would not say Vivian is the gayest character. No, no, d- I would say d- she is for no, the gays.
1: No, she, that's why I meant, like, she's not herself a homosexual, but the <laughs> homosexuals love her.
0: As we assume. I mean, they might not because her views are not. True. Very liberal.
1: They're not, but like, I mean, gays love, um, Karen from Will and Grace, and I'm pretty sure she's very offensive. That's true.
0: So, we have skill. And I feel like this definitely has to go to Vivienne, right? Like, yeah.
1: She turned someone into ice when we first met when her. When we first
0: met her. And, which is very much like the Isabella intro of like fucking up a bunch of people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she also has the political, like, manipulation skills. Yes. Like, she, Vivienne gets what she wants, like always, you know what I mean, yeah, like she has the ability, like we see in her various endings, like no matter what, she ends up ruling the circle of magi, like she even always if she's always not in a position of power, she has this ability to build something powerful, yeah, yeah, and like as the divine, it's like she basically creates this like system where she's at the top of like everything <laughs> it's like she she has this ability. In addition to her magical powers, that's just like, not only is it impressive, but it's also interesting, which I think yes. is what gives it to me. Because you could have someone who's super powerful, like Superman, and it's not so interesting. interesting. But Vivienne, it's interesting because it adds intrigue to the world. Yeah. The way in which she is powerful. Mm-hmm. And Black Wall, you know. He's, he's there. He hits stuff. <laughs> he's noble well except that he's not he becomes noble
1: noble i i will i will we'll talk about that when it comes to story
0: right <laughs> I, I i i agree do you want to talk about it now if it's that if that's the natural time
1: yes let's let's talk well what, what was the one that we were talking about what was skill and then skill?
0: skill after skill is relatability can we okay? So let's give skill
1: to to Vivienne, and then can we yeah. go straight to story? And yeah, then let's do story right?
0: then relatability, since okay. that's where we naturally went.
1: So story, um, I will say that Blackwall has the most interesting story compared to Vivienne.
0: I agree, um,
1: because the most that Vivienne got was her her dying lover, who she, above all she could see all the flaws, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but they were made up for her in rank. It's, and importance and status. <laughs> um, so I can't, you
1: know, like that was the most we got. Manny,
0: what if I give Vivienne the relatability star because of that? I...
1: <laughs> Brandon,
0: I would really, I would judge you. It's so like, much. who could blame her? Who could
1: blame her? He's ugly, but he's rich.
0: <laughs> he, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Story.
1: Um, story. So yeah. But Blackwall's story is so—I feel like at the time it came, I was so bored with Blackwall to the point, like I was like, "Who is this character? Why is he here? He just seems like he's just like the the typical strongman type character." Right, Ron and then Swanson. The fact, <laughs> once he, he's the, Ron, but even Ron Swanson's interesting is more
0: interesting, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but but the moment you find out that he's a lie, yeah, and that he's done all this stuff—that's incredibly interesting, and uh. And an interesting arc as well so you have this yeah man and you learn blind. about
0: all this like pain that's within him yeah. that he's been like burying
1: yeah and then like then he begins his quest for redemption um after all of that yeah he's dealt with and it's so so like i hit my mind on him changed completely yeah once that was revealed like it's like oh this is a character this is a specific like now him being the like way they're going is, for something with this yeah.
0: They're not just making this character to be a warrior, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It, that reveal kind of makes it makes you understand why he was so dull in yeah. the first step because he because he's, he's playing this role. Yeah, he's playing this strong man type. I'm a gray warden role. I'm a warrior, and he's just a liar. He's a coward.
0: Yeah, which explains why it's one dimensional because he's trying to portray a one dimensional image.
1: Yes, and so, then he's not. So to me, that's a lot
0: more interesting yeah. than yeah Vivienne's
1: oh my sick child, my sick husband.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and like with Vivienne, because you basically said everything I would have said about Blackwall, and and with Vivienne, it's like the most interesting parts of her story are th- are at the very end, which mm-hmm. is more like I feel like that's not really story. That's just sort of like circum like where yeah. is she now? But that's not what her narrative is yeah. throughout the game. Mm -hmm. and she is very like she has i will say she has a very interesting perspective and i really enjoy that even though we don't always agree with her like ideas i think she brings a really interesting perspective as someone who is a mage and who's been in the system who has this sort of like this healthy sort of caution for mages and despite being one like Understands the system and wants to see mages rise up within it, as opposed to yeah. what a lot of the rebel mages feel. It adds an interesting counter perspective to what could otherwise be be black and white, like the mages mm-hmm. think this and the templars think yeah. this. So I do really appreciate her role in providing a new perspective. But as far as narrative, I, I do think Blackwall has the stronger narrative.
1: I agree. I agree. So
0: point to Blackwall for story. Yay. Um, um, relatability. Going back to relatability, I, I will say, uh, saying all that, I do think Blackwall is probably more relatable. Oh, definitely. When it comes to like burying this like secret, this shame that he has about himself and trying to portray something that he's not because he thinks that that's more yeah. like acceptable to others and then having to come to terms with that and change himself and be his true self for the better I think that's probably, I think that's very relatable. Ex- I think that's extremely
1: relatable. And you know what? I will even bring it up to the, the tarot cards after each oh, one yeah. of their like um, big story beats. Mm-hmm. The fact that we get a tarot card of Tom Rainier on like this great, like him marching, I think was, doesn't it change to him like on a horse um, and like becoming I, I, I more noble? It up.
0: Let me see. Black wall well, tarot card. Yeah, so it has him with, like, a shield, and then it becomes either him on, like, a black horse looking, like, downtrodden, or him as, like, a shining white horse. Yes. Like, like knight in, like, white, glorious armor type. Yeah.
1: And you know what I also like about him is that he decides to be a better person because of our influence.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So you feel much more connected to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, at the end, we got a heart. It's
1: like,
0: uh. <laughs> right it's it's much less impactful and i think yeah. vivienne is i mean potentially relatable to people who who like to not ma- to not see people light, who, like who like <laughs> ugly people because vivienne. they're rich <laughs> like I, I feel like there might be some like conservative people who relate to vivienne if they feel like people are i don't know because vivienne is someone who tries to see things objectively Mm -hmm. and she's like she probably like understands why people want to be free but also wants to have checks in place and not want to go totally in the other direction of a place like Kirkwall so I do see where she's coming from maybe there are people who could relate to that but um, I I think as as far as like I think I've said this before but like I feel like she's more relatable in how she views the world rather than for some people rather than like her personality, her personality and her like personal struggles, whereas I think mm. Blackwall is much more relatable for personal struggles in a way that I think probably everyone could have some yeah. level of connection to.
1: Yeah. I-, I would say on a basic, on a base human level, Blackwall is more relatable.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then, so that's two for and two for Blackwall, and that leaves uh, X Factor as the oh, deciding. Okay.
1: Um. Let's just, just get it over with. <laughs> Vivian has to get the X-Factor. I mean, just fucking look at her.
0: <laughs> just, just, just look and at her. And don't just look at her in any circus. Like, look at her with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> with her with Maleficent headdress. Headdress. With the ugly Inquisition ball like outfit.
1: <laughs> the fact that I always go back to the mission, the DLC, where we go to Descent. Yes, and and she is there (laughs) with a full on hat and white dress, like as if she's going out on the town, and it is the funniest thing. I think to me, Vivienne is the Meryl of this game. Yeah, but Meryl with like actual like self like confidence,
0: right? Yeah, she's the Meryl in that like the ridiculousness that we put upon her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I feel like the ridiculous we put upon her matches her actual, like, what she is. More than Meryl's. Yeah. Like, Meryl, we created a a weird version of Meryl. That, yeah. Like, but like, like Vivian... we always say that,
0: like, Meryl's crazy, but she's not. She's <laughs> like, not crazy. That's not her actual character.
1: Uh, but, like, Vivienne is fucking basically a villainess.
0: Yeah. She has everything a villainess has except for... I don't even want to say like except for being a villain except for being portrayed as a villain because (laughs) she's like she is like empirically like in the hero column of Dragon Age Inquisition as like a media property but she has all the abilities and ambitions of a villain and she creates like this villainous empire for herself given certain (laughs) circumstances and no matter what she's still going to be at the top of the circle. That exactly. is like, fighting for power. Like she like she has it all. She ha- she is the villain we've always wanted <laughs> yes. in this franchise. <laughs> so,
1: I would give her X-factor. Not that black I mean, remember, most of this game Blackwall was kind of your base strong man warrior type character. Right. Nothing until his storyline came to like a head. Right. Um, but even after the storyline, I would say, like, we really didn't care about him as much.
0: Yeah, it's sort I of like, still- well, that happened.
1: Well, that happened. But, like, it's it's interesting. But It um, was interesting
0: when it happened. Yeah. But it wasn't interesting outside of that. Yeah. While Vivienne
1: yeah. is interesting
0: throughout the fucking game. It's, like, the opposite. It, like, <laughs> wasn't interesting during the mission to get the heart. But then everything else has been, it's like, just, a blast.
1: It's been a blast. So, I mean, we even gave her a disgusting child named Slime.
0: In place of the mission that she actually had.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I I would give her X Factor.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would also say, like, you know, Blackwall does have a unique relationship in that he was like lying about being a Grey Warden. And then when the Grey Wardens become an important part of the story, you have that sort of like, why don't you feel Corypheus' influence? Like, there was that kind of interesting relation to the story and there's I'm also so that strong yeah i'm just that cool like i was just that determined but then there was also like uh you know he's the only companion that you can judge like that yeah. is sort of like an interesting thing that is very unique to him but yeah you know not enough to win but yeah. i do want to mention it because that is sort yeah. of this category i
1: would also like to uh end it with um their conversations uh during uh trespasser when when we meet Blackwall for the first time after so many years you i think you called it in the episode you called it like um like your uncle who don't, you don't want to talk to right now <laughs> yeah it's kind
0: of like it's like i don't relate to this he's just like and then i like like telling you like the sort of stories of being like a rugged warrior yeah and i don't think that's who xandrine is and i don't think no. that's who we are yeah and then when you go to vivienne like it's spa day yeah, like spa, <laughs> and she has the cucumbers on her eyes and it's like what's going on it's like darling it's spa day <laughs> like dead like meat carcasses on the ground <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's spa
1: day it's spa <laughs> like like in real life I would probably really hate Vivienne oh you like, would hate Vivienne yeah, I yeah. would hate Vivienne
0: as a person I don't think uh, I would hate Vivienne I feel like would I, would just, sort of, I, I would be like wary of her but I don't think I would hate her
1: what, what would you be like the Gretchen Wieners I, think, I feel like I might George. understand
0: her I would try to understand her, probably. I would. I, would I, I be probably like, wouldn't be friends with her, but I, I would not be friends. I I would steer clear. I'd be like, this lady's gonna be mean to me. Although I probably would want to go to like her house. I probably would want to go on spa day with her. Because <laughs> I'm I'm more into that sort of stuff than you. Bra- Brandon wants. Like to I like be... the finer
1: things. Brandon w- loves the finer things. I could go like, I don't know. To like, I, I, what would be the kind of thing that I do?
0: Like, I mean, you, you also, you enjoy a good spa, a good massage, but I think you are, you have, I don't know, I, I think you have more simpler pleasures. Like you like, you you like exposed brick, and I like contemporary <laughs> yeah, I, you architecture. You like for contemporary architecture. <laughs> I do like exposed.
1: <laughs> I I feel like here's the thing. I, I always differentiate me and Brandon like this. I like. Antique stuff, <laughs> while you hate it. Yeah, that, anything that's that has to do with, I mean. the, like, past. To do with the past. I would enjoy Vivienne's
0: lifestyle, whereas you, I think, prefer simpler. Yeah, pleasures. I would. I would. I,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like a rugged man, like like freaking no. Blackwall. I'd probably be like more like a iron bull, or like, like I don't know, someone who is just a simple, the sim- simple life. Varick. Yeah, I Varric. would be to like say Varick. Yeah. Was, Especially like, cuz
0: Varick like dabbles in literature. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more you.
1: I feel like Varick and I like we don't need like like fancy things. We would be just, you know, let's just go and hang out.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
1: and go to the pub and drink.
0: And that's it. Yeah. I I definitely think that's the case. <laughs> um anyway, <laughs> are you ready for wins. our next congrats with Vivienne? Uh, I don't know. We don't have to judge Blackwell because we already judged him.
1: We already judged him. So you keep doing go what you're doing. Warden. Yeah.
0: <laughs> go be a warden. Thankfully, we're not romanced. So you're going to survive. Yes. <laughs> Don't get too close. Don't get too attached or <laughs> you might get that ending. Um, And our next matchup, this is the last matchup of round one, mm-hmm. is Dorian and Josephine. Oh, fuck. Which is, which is a hard one. This is This is going to be tough. Okay um this might be the hardest one because a lot of the ones we really like kind of are already in the second round yeah in that they were like the previous characters so let's talk about their ending starting with dorian the ending we got is that dorian and i think this is like this happens no matter what Mm -hmm. which also um Makes sense if he's going to be in Tevinter in a future game, if this always Mm -hmm. happens. But he returns to Tevinter to take his father's place in the Magisterium, forms a group called Lucerne to restore order and redeem Tevinter. And I'd like to note that the Lucerne hears in future comics and stuff. So it seems like the Lucerne will be present in Dragon Age 4 Mm -hmm. with Dorian being the leader of it. So that is very interesting. Okay. Um, If romanced, Then it will say that Dorian's uh Dorian's strength lays in the lover he left in the south. Um, This is something I specifically like. Shocked me. It says they conversed via message crystal. And when I took notes on this, I put in parentheses: cell phones? (laughs) Question (laughs) mark? (laughs) Question (laughs) mark? Question mark? Because we've never heard of message crystals. And like, what do they text? Or is it like it's like a rock that they just talk into and you hear the other person.
1: It reminds me of uh, Halloween Town 2 with the skulls that you can talk to. <laughs> and they would just be like going like, like when someone talks, the mouth moves.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. But it's, it's like, a, I imagine just like a shining crystal that it talks into. And it's like <laughs> we've never heard of this before. But <laughs> it, it sounds like they talk it's through so- message crystal. But
1: it sounds like the dumbest fucking thing to be called. Like that would be called it's like, like, message crystal. It's like these are my message crystals.
0: And it's like a fucking like razor, like a, like a <gasps> Motorola razor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is a thing in D and D: sending stones, sending stones, magical Jesus. items that allow remote communication over any distance. And it's like, but it has a face on it. Maybe they talk like in Halloween Town. <laughs> anyway, uh, some claim to have seen the Inquisitor in Minrathis, which is the Tevinter capital, mm-hmm. on rare occasions, sneaking into the heart of Tevinter to like be with Dorian. So to Thek, it's possible that to feck so it's possible that xandrian <laughs> visits to venture to be with him
2: oh or
0: whoever you know not xandrian but the inquisitor yes. that is romance with dorian yeah um uh if you have high approval which we did not get this and i thought we had high approval with dorian
1: it's because we don't like his slavery
0: but that wasn't like in like we never really called him out about that in universe and i'm pretty sure he called us his friend so I don't know, but it it says here those fighting by Dorian noted he kept in constant communication via message crystal <laughs> to the inquisitor. <laughs> Again, such weird magic we've never heard of. And then it says mm-hmm. uh whether for vital information or for moral support. So they keep in touch. Okay. But not through le- like they can't say through letters like message crystals so like is this a Tevinter <laughs> only thing because Maybe. they are more like they allow magic to have a uh, I'm just, role in mas- I'm just
1: imagining, like in fucking Dragon Age Four, while we're walking in like Taventer, you just see all these people like with the like, crystals by their ear, like oh my god, like oh my god, you'll never believe, and they were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Oh, wait one second, I'm losing signal. I'm losing signal. Wait. And the cast a spell. <laughs> wait Can you hear me now?
0: <laughs> oh god, I'm just hitting a dead
1: zone here. <laughs>
0: to change to verizon <laughs> i'm hitting a dead zone i gotta find somewhere where the <laughs> where the veil is weaker <laughs> yeah oh. yeah that's that's my guess I, I guess like because tevinter is less concerned about using magic they embrace it maybe that's why they have this yeah i feel like maybe messaging... that's why they have like was, wasn't there a trailer that had like a bow and arrow of magic
1: yes i think everything in tevinter and in dragon age 4 is going to be magic-based. Like, no one's going to actually have a sword. They're going to have a magic sword. And a magic bow and arrow.
0: Because I feel like in a lot of fantasy properties, Mm -hmm. magic is much more prevalent. Whereas in this, it's like, no, don't use magic. Like, magic is, you know what I mean? That's why I'm excited.
1: I'm so excited because it's going to be more magic. We're entering this
0: realm. And we're going to see magic probably used in ways that are not combat-focused. Yeah like with I, message I, crystal or like cooking like i don't know yeah. i'm excited to see magic used in ways that aren't just like combat
1: and i mean also just looking at just by watching the trailer to dragon age 4 um just seeing the the setting and like the mm-hmm. the visuals of Tavinter a lot more interesting a lot more interesting visually yeah than, hopefully than they, they make use of
0: next gen technology
1: like freaking when I was looking at t- that little thing with all like the neon looking lights. I'm mm-hmm. like, this looks awesome. That's probably this- magic. It's magic. They have a castle with like z- like little fairy dust coming out of it. Magic. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is exciting. But then Dorian also gets an an additional blurb when he's romanced with Iron Bull. Mm-hmm. And I-, I do wish we got this. Since we're not romance with either of them, this would have been a very nice, like fun thing to have added. But it mm-hmm. says here... And honestly, in Dragon Age Keep, if if there's an option, I might Switch check it. this off as having okay. happened, because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it, like it doesn't conflict with anything we've done. Yeah, but it says on occasion, Venatori forces ambush Dorian. Um, I guess because he has this Lucerne and is trying to like redeem them from this sort of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says he likely would have died if not for an unnamed mercenary band led by a Ah, <gasps> oh. Uh, the mercenaries so obviously the chargers left a trail of freed slaves and dead Venatori in their wake. So this is also like, this is what I want. Like I want Dorian to be on board with like getting rid of slaves into venture. Yeah. And if that's what the Lucerne stands for and the chargers clearly stand for it as well. Like I love that. Um, But yes, uh, they left a trail of freed slaves and dead Venatori in their wake, enabling Dorian to escape the Venatori ambush. And when asked about the Talbishoth, Dorian declined to comment. Aww. So that seemed like that they, they could be a power couple. Maybe a cute couple. Fighting I would love them. for justice and equality in this, like, fucked up society. I like that. Yeah. So that's Dorian. Mm-hmm. And Josephine. The general ending is that she returns to Antiva to be with her family. Mm -hmm. Um, our ending is having completed the personal quest via assassins because we did the Mm -hmm. Josephine side plot to, um, to, you know, tear up the letter or whatever Mm -hmm. the contract on her life. And so the assassins often offer to serve Josephine and she hires them as guards instead of as assassins to protect her trading vessels and the pirates learn not to mess with her. And I remember being like, why would they mention pirates unless that's like a different ending where yeah. something goes wrong. And so if you complete the personal quest peacefully via diplomacy and not via Leliana's methods, then it says, thanks to in- the inquisitor's help, they permitted, uh, her family was permitted to trade in Norley again, but Ravani pirates with a feud against Josephine's ancestors took to the seas um, rekindling their age-old rivalry, mm. and it uh, that that sort of like remained a problem for her. Um, and her sister also eloped with a dashing pirate prince. So it says. <laughs> so her sister, like I guess they had a weird Romeo and Juliet sort of thing going on in the middle of this. Oh my god! <laughs> the sister um, that
1: we met at the uh, at the party at the ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, if you did not complete her personal quest at all. It says that she became the head of House Montelier and she devoted her time to managing the estate's finances. So she didn't get to rekindle this like trading vessel, yeah. prosperous like place in society, yeah. just sort of like managing their problems herself. Mm-hmm. And if romanced, which is also the ending we got, then the Inquisitor was received warmly by Josephine's family, and it became like a second home for them. And I believe oh. you can romance her as either gender. But uh okay. yeah, it becomes like a second home. Where you can find peace and, you know, warmth.
1: Okay. I love love those endings.
0: Me too. And that is both Dorian and Josephine's possible endings. Okay. Are you ready to discuss? So humor. Mm, Yeah, I know. I don't. I feel like Dorian is more humorous.
1: I would say this. Dorian is humorous, but Josephine is cute humorous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Josephine has this innocence about yeah. her, and yeah. that can be funny. But I feel like Dorian has more of this, like he has a very showy personality. He's like a yeah. showman. He has this like cockiness about him.
1: I'm trying to think, like, what I laughed at more. I mean, I feel like what I'm about to say shouldn't count, and should okay. be probably more an X factor.
0: Uh, are you gonna say the cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the cake joke, j- Josephine a cake. The
1: cake joke is probably my favorite joke of this entire season.
0: <laughs> I just always imagine, like, for those who don't remember, we gave Josephine what well, we, you know, we joked about giving Josephine a cake after closing the breach. Because
1: I said, I was "Like, you're, you're doing such a good job, I'm gonna give a- you
0: a cake." And she has it with her when Corypheus is like attacking,
1: and she uses it to defend herself. that image has always stuck with me with josephine it's either she uses it to defend herself or when you see like it's like right before the episode ends when you see them
0: marching through the cake falls on the ground Uh oh well the thing i imagined was when they're in the chantry and all hope was lost that she hugs the cake (laughs) thinking of xandrian and like squishes it on herself
1: (laughs) yes but i i can't i feel like i should not count that because it's something we made up that's not yeah that's something
0: we put upon her yeah um whereas dorian i think is more funny in the way that he was intentionally written to be
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) so then maybe i would give it to dorian then um because i thought i there are some moments with josephine but as i said she is the cute funny like when she like uh her leg goes up when she she's uh, in love with you but
0: that's more like Aw. oh like it makes you the, smile but it's not
1: yeah. like and then it's like more charming. Her, like um complaining like and she thinks like when she hears about Liliana, she's like and she thinks like that she has to take care of me and like and she's like like going crazy yeah and but i feel she's like,
0: like blushing yeah but i don't know if that's like super humorous it's more like endearing cute yeah personality
1: it's more like an awe
0: than a haha. Yeah, for me. So I, I, would give I it think a Dorian. it's Dorian. Okay. I think it's
1: Dorian, yeah.
0: I-, I would agree. And here's an interesting one. Skill. Oh, well, see, these are two different people. These are two the entirely two- different types. Yes. I will say, while Dorian is a magic user, I think he's probably the least impressive. Of I would say so. The ones that we have to mm-hmm. choose from.
1: I, if I were to pick like uh, a mage from the people that we have, I would always pick Vivienne. I don't mm-hmm. know why, or Sol Like I would pick Solus and Vivienne before I pick Dorian.
0: Yeah, story wise, I would say Solus, but as far as like in game practical use, I would say Vivienne. Mm-hmm. But Dorian, like yeah, he's like story wise, like yeah, he uses magic, and that in and of itself is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have like capabilities politically like he's clearly making moves into vinter but i think josephine for me because she doesn't fight she has this skill of hers that proves like vital to the inquisition this ability to navigate and be the ambassador and Mm -hmm. that is what makes her useful and interesting and formidable um that is a much more interesting perspective on skill Than for me,
1: than physical skill,
0: yeah. And this is really the first time we've had a character like that. Like, obviously, we've had other characters who have those qualities, like a Nora. Right? She doesn't fight, and yet she's politically capable. But this is the first time, like, a main character kind of embodies that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you because even so, like, when we even pick Dorian, it's not that we're picking Dorian to help, like, because of his strength. We're picking Dorian because he's an interesting character to bring along. Yeah, Not necessarily that he's strong. So, um, and I would even say, uh, wasn't Josephine the one we used the most? No, she was the one we used the least, right? Who was the one from of the, the three? advisors?
0: For the advisors, yeah, it was Cullen. But I feel like we used all of them equally, and maybe yeah. we just had like one or two more Cullen ones that yeah. pushed it over. But I think Josephine's the one that I identify with most. Yeah, like if if my perspective on the Inquisition. The way mm-hmm. I believe Xandrian would run it, I feel like matches with Josephine. With
1: Josephine rather than the other two.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. rather than just like the numbers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say Josephine's skill. I think that's a much more interesting. Yeah. Skill set. Yeah. Than would... Dorian's, while he is obviously like, capable both in combat and also like with the stuff he's doing in Taventer. I think Josephine is more interesting to me. Yeah.
1: I would I would give it to Josephine for skill.
0: Yeah. Um, non-fighter. You'll have to see it. (laughs) And, uh, relatability. Okay. I'm
1: going to give it to Dorian.
0: Oh! I'm going to give it to...
1: Oh, okay, now I might have to think about
0: this. Um... I think both of them have very relatable aspects to them. Who would you I feel like it might make sense to put the story before relatability. Yeah. But anyway, um, because Dorian has his relationship with his father... Yes. which is very relatable to many people mm-hmm. who feel like their identity is not, like, especially LGBT people, but it doesn't have to yes. be just LGBT people, yeah. but, like, who feel like their identity is not accepted by mm-hmm. their society yeah. or their family and their traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, But Dorian also, like, I don't think his cockiness is a front for that. I think he is genuinely confident and cocky And just Mm -hmm. has a strange, strained relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a front in the same way that Blackwall's personality is a front. Yeah. Whereas Josephine is more relatable in the way that she approaches relationships and, like, not just love, but also, like, her friendship with Eliana. Yeah. And her sister. Like, I feel like Uh, she has a very relatable.
1: I would say of all the characters, she's probably the most human of everybody. Yeah. She has, like, she's the most normal.
0: She is the most she, like she doesn't have like quite as much turmoil. She's just sort of yeah. like li- like a normal person. <laughs>
1: yeah. So maybe that's why she's probably more a little bit more relatable because she just kind of just has a normal life like Dorian and 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 I will even say because we've seen Josephine being vulnerable with us. I mean, we were in a relationship with her. Yeah. Um. But just the way her interactions are, you could understand her reasonings and her interactions. I'm um, yeah. not saying that Dorian you can't understand Dorian, but there's also like she. It, it depends on the kind of person you are, I guess, because Dorian has that high ego, high you know self confidence in himself with this one area in his life that's causing him to have a little bit of vulnerability, which is his, his relationship right. with his father. But even in that,
0: I feel like he's very assured in what he wants, yeah, and he knows but, that he has the moral high ground. Yeah.
1: Um. While Josephine, she's like she knows who she is. She has her vulnerabilities. She has her insecurities. But it doesn't necessarily like affect her, like her. In- like yeah, she- I feel like
0: Josephine. I don't know. I feel like maybe Dorian is more relatable because I'm. I feel like the parts it, of the it- story that are relatable are much more true to real people's struggles. Whereas Josephine is relatable in her personality, mm-hmm. but he's more relatable in his struggles. His struggles, yeah. So which. Which edges which should... the other like personality or like struggles
1: that's the thing it it i think it depends on the person who's playing and yeah. their life experience like to me i guess if i were to pick between the two dorian would be more relatable to me mm-hmm. um rather than josephine yeah uh because i relate more to his struggles than i do to josephine's personality
0: you know what i will say Now that you say that, I think I would like to give it to Dorian because you said it depends on the person, but I think that Dorian is relatable in a way that people who face that struggle is not normally represented. Yes. And I think that that is also something that should be recognized that like Mm -hmm. he's relatable for people who normally don't have that type of story that they can relate to. Mm hmm. So for that reason, I feel like that bumps it up. Yeah. Because you have, like, Josephine's sort of, like, cute, awe, like, wholesome character in so many things. Mm -hmm. But Dorian's story is not a story that is often told. I mean, now, like, years after After... this game has been released, there is much more representation for these types of stories. But especially at Mm -hmm. the time, like, it was such a big deal. You knew that Dorian existed. Yeah. Now, if a game contained a story like this we wouldn't hear about it because it's more Normal. common yeah but i think dorian is relatable in ways that many games weren't at the time and yeah. i feel like that should probably be rewarded Yeah. and
1: also like his type of character like dorian is is kind of like the like swashbuckler um pirate type character <laughs> if you put if, if you put him in like as far as his terms, personality as far as his personality like he's like the han solo of yeah. this game and that's usually given to like the manly man like super masculine hero hetero kind yeah. of person and to or have, isabella or isabella <laughs> and to have a a a gay man be that type of character is kind of revolutionary in a
0: way yeah um, yeah he's very sure of himself he knows who he is mm-hmm. and his um His conflicts come from other people not recognizing who he is, rather than yeah. himself not recognizing who he is. But I think, I think that is still very relatable. Yeah. Um. So
1: I give, I give it to Dorian. Give cool. it to Dorian.
0: Yeah, let's give it to Dorian. I feel like Dorian might win this. Now that I'm like looking at the categories, because next up is story. Okay. Okay. I think I would definitely give Dorian story, and it's not because
1: of what him and the story between him and his father. I think one, he's one of the rare characters that we have that we have he's introduced. In a main mission, that's
0: true, and we were really into that.
1: Yes, and he, like, we get to one see the kind of person he is. We learn his relationship with Felix and And Alexius, and and Alexius, and all that stuff. Um, So I think, and like, we see the beginning, middle, and end of that storyline. Yeah, and like, yes, Joe, we do have more cut scenes i guess or more scenes with josephine because we did romance her but not um, everyone does but not everyone does and so and it's I, not it, as
0: related to the main yeah like and, josephine yeah
1: and I, I would even say um her, the storyline with her and you know the family and the duel is not that interesting yeah that's
0: true it was very soap it, opera very vanilla yeah, yeah. wild like like she, tropey
1: Like, we went through a fucking time travel craziness mission Yeah. the first time we met Dorian.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of me feels like Josephine's romance story is supposed to be tropey. Like, it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Like, Like this is such a soap opera sort of thing. But then it's, like, heartwarming. But I do think, yeah, Dorian's story is more interesting in the way it relates to not only, like you said, with Alexia, it's like... We meet him in a way that we are saying, like, yes, we want this for everyone. Yeah. And then he also relates to the main conflict in that he's from Tevinter and Mm -hmm. he has a personal understanding of the way in which Tevinter people are falling prey to this, like, Corypheus's rhetoric. And Mm -hmm. so that is interesting. And then even moving forward, like, Josephine's endings is more like she goes home, she lives a nice life at home. I don't expect to see Dorian as much, uh, sorry, Josephine as much as I like her. I don't really yeah. expect to see her again unless they like find a way to put her in. Yeah. But Dorian, it's like he has more story to tell. Like he is fighting to make Tivinter a better place. Mm-hmm. And in a way that it's like, I feel like he's going to appear and I want him to appear. Like I'm excited to see him. I would exactly. be excited to Same. see Josephine, yeah. but I don't know what they would do with her.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's much more you could do with Dorian in an like next even installment.
0: Right, even moving forward. So I feel yeah. like, for me, Dorian feels like he would get story.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, I didn't. I, this was one where I was like, going into this, I was like, I don't know how it's gonna go, but Dorian already has three out of the five. So yes.
1: So he he goes forward and X Factor. Um. Well, one is gay and one
0: has a candle. <laughs> one is gay. And one has a candle. I mean, you can't hold a candle to that. Ah. <laughs> I mean yeah Dorian here's the thing like I said he made an impact beyond the Dragon Age community when he was introduced yeah and I think that has that has to speak for itself in yeah. a way as much as I like Josephine and I think I really appreciate her character I love the role that she plays in the acquisition and I love how even in trespasser like she has a big presence because she's like working so hard to keep everything yeah. together while everything is going chaotic, and I love that aspect to her character. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as impact, like it speaks for itself that even you knew about Dorian coming into the, yeah. this podcast. He was like, "Well, like, a few things you even knew about." The I was like, "I was
1: like, I've seen, Do- I know who Dorian is. I've seen his butt. So, <laughs> so I know who this man is."
0: Yeah. Like I mean what do you think cuz I don't want to speak for you cuz I'm um, sort of speaking for your experience right now. I, but I I feel like that says a lot.
1: I feel like yeah, I feel like the fact that Dorian I knew about him before even so I, like I barely even knew what the hell Dragon Age was about. I didn't even know what the what kind of game it even was at the time that I <laughs> like what the <laughs> but, for combat or anything. Uh, like a combat like what how it worked, but I knew who Dorian was. Yeah. Um I've seen people con- comment about Dorian. I've seen people cosplay as dorian like he was the dragon age character i knew from the start and i thought like, yeah was from the beginning but he was only in this specific scene.
0: <laughs> he's, like all the way at the end <laughs> i was like where's
1: this character I, I think i even asked you like oh what about this guy? He's like oh he's not until inquisition i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> um yeah and, and so um and i i just think he leaves a much bigger impact than like i love josephine but i think him his personality his story just him as a, in general leaves a much bigger impact on the player than Josephine does. I feel like Josephine, yes, is a great character, but really she, you know, she's cute. Yeah. She's definitely cute, but would she be on the poster? I don't think so. <laughs> no,
0: I feel like Josephine fits our tastes. Like we really like Josephine. And Josephine feels to me sort of like the way Bethany feels to me, because mm-hmm. we love Bethany. And I could, if someone told me Bethany was boring, I would totally get that, like why they would say that, even though I yeah. love Bethany. And I think Josephine's the same way. Like if someone said Josephine's boring, I would understand why, even though I really like Josephine.
1: Yeah, like jo- you know what it is. Josephine is good as if, if she were to exist in real life. She's a good friend. She's good as a, like I yeah. would love to be friends with Josephine. Um, I would, I would like that. to have sex with Dorian however <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: the thing <laughs> that's the thing I, but um i'd be friends with Dorian. i actually know i feel like dorian's ego if he were to exist in real life might be I'd difficult top- it might be difficult to be friends with him i feel like um he has to be the center of attention and he he has to be like haha look at me um well i could like just chill and go to the mall with josephine and she'd be like i i i would come out to josephine
0: i <laughs> me too I feel like I might be intimidated to come out to Dorian. Yeah, because he'd be like, oh, really, Brandon? It's like, does your experience match mine? You're so confident. Yeah. Whereas, like, I I feel like I wouldn't be able to come out with Dorian, you know, in the time that I was coming out. I feel like I would yeah. have to wait until I felt like I was that cool. Confident. <laughs> I was that cool. Yeah, No. <laughs> Like I would, I I would be vulnerable. Should to... this be its own column? Like would, would you come I come out to them? <laughs> would you
1: come out to this character? I would so come out to Vivienne because Vivienne would go would would. I would not them. come out to Vivienne. What really do you think she's Until like I was more
0: confident. I don't know. I feel like she probably hangs. I don't think she's homophobic, but I think she hangs with people who are homophobic. Oh you yeah, know she what I mean, def-
1: yeah, she she like she's like I love the gays, but then she
0: would like. But with, like, like all these noble people. Like, yeah. you can't trust them. Exactly. So it's like I would be worried to but I would come out to her before Blackwall. Oh yeah. No, Blackwall I wouldn't I would never, never. I would not come out to Solace. Solus be
1: like, what is that?
0: I would have to know him more. And He'd be like, means- what is that? Because <laughs> millennia old. <Yeah. laughs> um, um Iron Bull I would definitely come out to Iron Bull Oh, I would I wouldn't to- have to come out to Cole. <laughs> <laughs> he, would he would just know. know. He's like, I
1: understand your pain. You want... It's like, oh, want what are you talking man?
0: about? He would help you come out.
1: Yeah. Everyone, Brandon's gay. And she's like... And then you just forget about him.
0: I would not come out to Sarah, not because I don't think she would be accepting, but because I would think she would tell people. <laughs> she would tell people. It's like, well, t- being in, she in she the closet is stupid. <laughs> You're being in the closet is stupid. Who cares what they think? Everyone... And then I would cry, but then, you know, it'd be fine, but... Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, But now we are at... This is Brandon again from the future uh, to sign off this episode because it was recorded at the time as one long episode. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at enchantmentpodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us at enchantmentcast.com slash Apple. Find us on Discord at enchantmentcast.com slash Discord. And that's about it. So... Hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for part two next week where you can see the end of this character bracket. As always, I'm Brandon, that was Manny, and thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom.